Part three, chapter one of Our Own Set by Ossip Shubin, translated by Clarabel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Carolyn. Part three, Easter, chapter one. Passion Week in Rome and in all the glory and glow of an Italian spring. The glinting radiance brightens even the mystical gloom of St. Peter's, sparkles for an instant on the holy water in the basins, wanders from the heads of the gigantic caribs and the colossal statues down to the inlaid pavement with the cold sheen of sunlight on polished marble. The hours glide on, the long solemn hours of Holy Thursday in Rome, the last gleam of daylight has faded away the vast cathedral is filled with almost palpable twilight and its magnificence seems shrouded in a transparent veil of crape the stone walls look dim and distant the fane seems built of shadows and sacred mystery falls as if it were from heaven deeper and more solemn as the minutes slip by to sanctify the spot in the papal chapel zinka is kneeling with Trön and gabrielle her eyes fixed on her hands which are convulsively clasped and praying with the passion of a youthful nature whose yearning has found no foothold on earth and seeks a home in heaven on both sides sit the prelates and dignitaries of the church in their carved stalls inquisitive and prayerless foreigners crowd at their feet the tragedy of the passion is being recited in a monotonous inconclusive chant that dies away in the dim corners of the chapel the last of the twelve tapers on the altar is extinguished miserere mei the choristers cry with terrible emphasis and then awful but most sweet beginning as a mere breath and rising to a mighty wail of grief comes a voice like the utterance of the anguish of the god of love over the mystery from which he can never release mankind and before the majesty of that divine and selfless sorrow human sorrow bows in silence zinka bends her head it is ended the last sound has died away in a sob the crowd rises to follow the procession which with the cardinal at the head wends its way through the church Trin and the two girls quit the chapel behind them the steps of the priests and choristers drowned in their own echoes sound like the rustling of angelic wings the brooding melancholy peacefulness has lulled zinka's heart to rest for the first time for many weeks she has forgotten most interesting but the bus was hoarse it was polissena jatinsky who pronounced this summary criticism of the solemn ceremonial close to zinka zinka looked around sempali with his aunt and cousins were at her side they had attended the service and reserved places in the choir involuntarily yielding to an impulse of pain zinka pressed forward but gabrielle had flown to join them then she was obliged to stay and talk the jatinskys were perfectly friendly polissena giving her her hand sempali alone held aloof on going out the air struck chill 
almost called on zinka's face and she shivered a well-known voice close behind her said rather brusquely you are too lightly dressed and there is fever in the air put this around you and sempali threw over her shoulders a scarf that he was carrying for one of the ladies thank you i am not cold these ladies will want the scarf said zinka hastily and repellently polysena said nothing perhaps she may have thought it strange that in his anxiety for this little stranger her cousin should forget to consider that one of them might take cold but nini exclaimed no no fräulein sterzel we are well wrapped up at this juncture Trun's servant who had been seeking them among the crowd told them where the carriage was waiting while zinka wrapped in nini's china crepe shawl is borne along between the splashing fountains across the bridge of st angelo and through the empty ill-lighted streets of the palazetto all her pulses are dancing and throbbing and the stars in the sky overhead seem unnaturally bright it is the resurrection of her pain and with it the lovely mocking visions of the joy she has lost good god how vividly she remembers them all how keenly the long dreamy afternoons on the palatine the delicious hours in the corsini garden under the plane trees by the fountain where he talked about erzburg while the perfume of violets and lilies fanned her with their intoxicating breath the sound of his voice the touch of his light thin hand his smile his way of saying particular words of looking at her in particular moments she is walking with him once more in the vatican in rapt enjoyment of the beauty of the statues the belvedere fountain trickled and splashed in dreamy monotony golden sunbeams fleck the pavement like footmarks left by the guards before they mounted their pedestals there is a mysterious rustle and whisper in the lofty corridors as of far far distant ghostly voices and then suddenly she is in front of santonofrios the air is thick with pale mist at her feet veiled in the thin haze indistinct and mirage-like the very ghost of departed splendour lies rome the vast reliquary of the world rome on whose monuments and ruins every conceivable crime and every imaginable virtue have set their stamp where the tragedies of antiquity cry out the sacrifice on calvary they had stood together a long time looking down on it then she had lost a little bunch of violets which she had been wearing and as she turned around to seek them she had perceived that he had picked them up and was holding them to his lips their eyes had met yes he had loved her he loved her still he must she knew it she told herself that impulsive and excitable as he was the merest trifle would suffice to bring him back to her but whether it was worth while to long so desperately for a man who could be turned by the slightest breath that she did not ask herself and through all the torturing whirl of these memories above the clatter of the horses hoofs and the rattle of the wheels over the wretched pavement she heard the cry miserere mei 
but her thoughts turned no more to the god sacrificed for man the strongest angel's wings cannot bear us quite to heaven so long as our heart dwells on earth good-night she said kissing gabrielle as the carriage drew up at the door of the palazetto will you let me have nini's scarf for gabrielle said train i'm afraid my little companion may catch cold oh of course cried zinka and she wrapped the child carefully in the shawl and kissed her again when shall i learn to think of any one but myself she added vexed with herself easter monday all the bells in the churches of rome are once more wagging their brazen tongues after their week of dumb mourning and images of the resurrection in every conceivable form sugar wax soap decorate all the shop windows baroness volnitska had returned fresher gayer and more enterprising than ever from her visit to naples where she not only had had herself photographed in a lyric attitude leaning on a pillar in the ruins of pompeii but in spite of her huge size which was very much against her taking such excursions she had with the help of two guides and a remarkably vigorous mule reached the top of vesuvius thanks too to a cardinal's nephew with whom she had scraped acquaintance on her journey with a view to making him useful she had succeeded in obtaining not indeed a private audience of the pope but leave to attend the private mass and receive the communion in company with three hundred other orthodox souls from his sacred hand this morning she had been to the palazetto to take leave of her sister to ask once more after sempali to give a full and particular account of the service at the vatican and to deliver a discourse on the philosophical value of the mass slava whose orthodoxy had been fanned to bigotry and who on easter eve had duly climbed the santa scala on her knees had supplemented her mother's narrative with a variety of interesting details it was most exclusive quite our own set and few families of the polish colony i wore my black satin dress beaded with jet and i heard a gentleman behind me say that is the only woman whose veil is put on with any taste sterzl had kept out of the way during their visit zinka had smiled amiably but had not attended baroness clotilde had plied her sister with questions then the volnitskas had left to go to the consecration of a bishop also by invitation from the cardinal's nephew the ladies were to be admitted to the sacristy and be presented with flowers and refreshments it was about six o'clock in the evening when general von klinger was shown into the drawing-room of the palazetto the room was not so pretty as it used to be the furniture was all set out squarely against the walls by the symmetrical taste of the servants and the flower-vases that were always so gracefully arranged now never held anything but bunches of magnolias or violets zinka no longer cared to arrange them i am so glad you happen to have come to-day she cried as he came in the brilliancy of her eyes and the redness of her lips showed that she was already suffering from that terrible spring fever which makes havoc with young creatures in the warm days of april and may 
she was sitting by her brother on a low red sofa as she had so often sat with sempali the baroness was lounging in an armchair fanning herself there was a sort of triumphant solemnity in her manner even cecil too was evidently in some excitement though his air was just as frank and natural as ever good evening general what hot trying weather drawled the baroness it is an extraordinary event to find us all at home together at this hour but we all have a sacred horror of the mob in the streets on a holiday afternoon oh mamma interrupted zinka it is not only the crowd we wanted to enjoy our good fortune together did not we cecil he nodded and stroked her hair yes little zini only think uncle klinger you knew of course that cecil's book on persia had attracted a great deal of attention but that is not all he has been appointed charge d'affaires at constantinople the general offered his congratulations and shook hands warmly with the young man i could wish for nothing more exactly to my mind said cecil there is always something to do there a man always has a chance of making his mark and getting on he was sincerely and frankly satisfied and affected no indifference to the distinction he had earned in five years we shall see you ambassador exclaimed the general with the happy exaggeration that is irresistible on such occasions we do not go quite so fast as that laughed sterzl however i hope to rise in due time will not you be proud of me butterfly when i am your excellency i am proud of you already said zinka and you know how vain i am and how much i value such things it was the first time for some weeks that the general had seen the two so happy together and it rejoiced his heart and the climate is good sterzl went on one of the best in europe the foreign colony is friendly and pleasant you will enjoy studying oriental manners from a bird's-eye view zini and the change of air will do you good you will take me too she said turning pale why of course the bay of constantinople is lovely and we can often sail out on it then in the autumn if i have time we will make an excursion in greece you will be quite a travelled person he put his finger under her chin and looked with tender anxiety into her thin face every trace of colour had suddenly faded from it and the light that her brother's success had kindled in her eyes had died out it will be very nice she said wearily delightful thank you cecil you're always so kind when are we to start you might get off in about a week the sea voyage will not overtire you and you can stop to rest at athens in the hot season we can go up to the hills then suddenly he glanced sharply in her face and his whole expression changed he added roughly with a scowl but you need not come unless you like stay here if you choose i do not want to force you at this instant the maid appeared to announce the arrival of a case from the railway the new ball-dresses cried the baroness in great excitement i am thankful they have come in time i was quite in despair for fear i should not have my new gown in time for the ball at the barranca leones 
it would have seemed so uncourteous to the princess now let us see what Fanny has hit upon that is new and she rustled out of the room zinka sat still with a frozen smile looking like a criminal to whom the day of execution had just been announced and uneasily twisting her fingers of course i like it cecil how can you think and on wednesday week we can start wednesday will be best now i must go and see what my new dress is like do not laugh at me uncle i must make myself look as nice as i can for my last appearance and she hurried off but on her way she stumbled against the table and a book fell to the ground she stopped picked the book up turned over the leaves and laid it down then as if she wished to make up to her brother for some unkindness she went back to cecil and put her hand on his shoulder i do really thank you very much she said and i am glad really and truly glad and very proud of you he looked up in her face and their eyes met his lips quivered with rage the rage of a lofty generous and masterful nature at finding itself incapable of making a woman dear to it happy zinka shrank into herself my ball dress she faintly exclaimed and she slipped out of the room for a few minutes the two men were silent presently the general spoke zinka is going to the branca leones to-morrow yes replied sterzl at least she has promised to go whether she will change her mind at the last moment and stay at home of course i cannot foresee but she really seems to care about it this time said the general at least she took an interest in her dress her dress she did not even know what she was talking about she fled that we might not see her tears Stetzer broke out losing all his self-control then he looked sternly at his friend as though he thought he had betrayed a secret but the old man's sad face reassured him it is of no use to try to act before you he went on you are not blind you must see how wretched she is it is all over general she is utterly broken he started to his feet and after pacing the room two or three times stood still and with a helpless wave of the hands and a desperate shrug he exclaimed there is nothing to be done nothing and he sat down again and buried his face in his hands von klinger cleared his throat paused for a word and could find nothing better to say than in time things will mend you must have patience patience echoed sterzl with an indescribable accent patience yes if i could only hope that things would mend at first it provoked me that she should let everybody see no i thought she might have more spirit and self-command but now good heavens she does all she can and it is killing her that is not her fault if only she were resentful but she never complains she is always content with everything she never even contradicts my mother now and then what is worst of all i hear her at night her room is over mine walking up and down very softly as if she were afraid of waking any one up and down for hours and often i hear her sobbing she never sheds a tear by day he sighed and then if it were for a man who was worth it all he went on 
but that blue-eyed boneless good-for-nothing simpleton i ought never to have allowed her to step out of her own sphere i ought never to have allowed them to become intimate i knew he was not worthy of her even when as i believed but you will laugh at my simplicity perhaps he condescended to be in earnest you cannot imagine what it is now to have to meet him every day to hear him ask every day how are you all at home i feel ready to choke i could crush him underfoot like a worm and i am bound to be civil i may not even tell him that he has insulted me the baroness here came back lovely she exclaimed with her affected giggle quite perfect zinka has never had a dress that suited her so well that is well said sterzl vaguely where is she she has gone to lie down she has a bad headache minced the baroness the young girls of the present day have no stamina why at her age i the general was not in the mood to listen to her sentimental reminiscences and he took his leave in the hall he once more wrung cecil's hand fortune has favoured you he said you have a splendid career before you and in her new and pleasant home zinka will forget i congratulate you on your new start in life i his new start in life end of part three chapter one